Welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults. Episode 51, Change That Gives You Wings. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. This episode is brought to you by Aligned Ambition. This company gives both of us all the butterflies of excitement. Aligned Ambition is designed to help teens and young adults find clarity in who they are and give them a specific guided vision of who they have the potential to become. Sound familiar? Yeah, we're pretty obsessed with this mission. From strengths assessments to full career alignment and planning, Aligned Ambition is the most practical way that we have discovered to find clarity within yourself. To find out more, click the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining us on Becoming. I'm Tawny Beardall. I will be your host today. I am so excited about today's topic. I worked really, really hard on this particular episode. It just amazes me how different podcast episodes come about. This one wasn't short on the little love notes from God or confirmation biases. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go back and listen to episode number 32. It's one of my very favorites. It's called I'm God's Favorite. You will love it. Anyway, I kept getting a feeling that I needed to talk about butterflies, which seemed a bit strange to me. So I kept suppressing the thought. And then at the beginning of the summer, I woke up in the middle of the night and I remembered a devotional that my mother gave our family years ago about butterfly and about change. And since then, I have seen one thing after another about butterflies. So I finally thought maybe there was something to this and I needed to put in some time and research into butterflies. And then I happened to be in Utah visiting family and I was invited to go to the butterfly biosphere, which is at Thanksgiving point in Lehigh. And I loved it. I was in complete awe just experiencing the beauty of these creatures. I just loved learning about the life cycle of the butterfly, and it cemented the thought that I really needed to do this particular episode. So I'm super excited to share my thoughts and what I've learned over the last few months, really researching butterflies. I think that we all could agree that butterflies are one of the most beautiful creatures on earth. They are so majestic and just full of wonder. Did you know in early Christianity, the butterfly was the symbol of the soul? In China, the butterfly is used to represent bliss and joy. Different Native American tribes have symbolic dances that they perform based solely on butterflies. To them, it symbolizes change, joy, and color. The exquisite butterfly is considered a miracle of transformation and resurrection. So, I want to ask you, have you taken much time to ponder and study about butterflies? to really take in the miraculous life cycle they undergo. When I really think about it, it almost seems like they are a made-up creature from like a fantasy or sci-fi movie. It is 
absolutely incredible to me that a caterpillar can transform and become a butterfly. Really? That can happen? They don't even resemble each other whatsoever. How is this change possible? The metamorphosis is simply magical, and I believe this insect and the process that it undergoes to complete this mighty change can teach us so much. I personally love a good nature analogy. I'm always looking for ways to relate what I see and learn into my own life and personal growth. In my life experiences, I've recognized that change has always ensured growth. We have to shed the old before we can come into the new. And this plays right into why I named the podcast Becoming in the first place. I love that word, becoming. I feel like it's so encouraging and hopeful and positive. And recently, I heard something that just caught me off guard and didn't really sit right with me. I was listening to a podcast while I was mowing the lawn, and the guest of this show mentioned how she hates the word becoming. And I was like, what? (laughs) I wondered how someone could have such a different perspective on this word that means so much to me. I was really intrigued by her thought process. I actually love a healthy discussion about differences of opinion. So I really was trying to listen and be open to her point of view. And she stated that to her, becoming insinuates that we are not good enough right now. And she really wanted to reiterate that we are all perfect just the way we are right now. So I was trying to take this in and be open-minded, like I said, about her point of view. And I do totally agree with her statement. You are 100% worthy right now as you are today. And I want you to feel all of the love and acceptance for yourself that you possibly can. My intention in calling this podcast Becoming isn't and will never be to make you feel like you aren't enough. You are glorious and worthy of all of the love and happiness that is available in the world right now, this very second. But for me, I never feel quite right just being sedentary. Have you guys ever heard the phrase divine discontent? It's a new term to me that I learned recently in a talk given by a woman named Michelle Craig. And to me, she's basically talking about that feeling inside of us, that yearning to become more than I am right now, to strive for more love, joy, success, and happiness. Divine discontent is absolutely not the negative voice that tells us that we are not enough. That is Satan's tool to drag us down. Thinking negatively like this is not serving and will never create a positive outcome for us. Divine discontent comes when we compare what we are to what we have the power to become. I love a quote from this talk. It states that one way to tell divine discontent from Satan's counterfeit is that divine discontent will lead us to faithful action. I love that word, action. Divine discontent is not an invitation to stay in our comfort zone, nor will it lead us to despair. End of her quote. I don't want you to feel as if change is necessary because you are not enough. But just have your mind open to the fact that change may be the way to become something more. Just as caterpillars may have that inkling or feeling inside of them that they could possibly become more than they are, even something as majestic as a butterfly. 
So the first lesson I want to propose is simply the thought of being open to the idea of change. The first thing that stuck out to me as I studied butterflies is the fact that the moment they are born, they begin eating. They first eat their eggshell, and then they spend all of their time eating and growing and eating and growing. They actually grow so much that they grow out of their skin four times. And if we grew at the same velocity that a caterpillar does in the first two weeks of their life, we would grow to be the size of a bus. Doesn't that blow your mind? I want to compare this to the stage of our lives that I refer to as self-discovery. As teens, I feel like you're in this beautiful stage of life, just ingesting all information possible, growing constantly in your knowledge and seeking learning wherever possible. You have so many opportunities to learn. It reminds me of a scripture in Proverbs 1.15. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. What I really love about this scripture is the word hear. A wise man doesn't just listen, they hear. Which to me, the word hear is an action-based word. I want us to not just listen, but to hear and be teachable. To really take advantage of this self-discovery time and realize that this can and should be a constant in your life. No matter how old we get, we should always try to be like the wise men who will hear and increase our learning. Abraham Lincoln is quoted saying, if you understand what you're doing, you're not learning anything. I love that. I have noticed that if I'm too comfortable, this means that I'm not learning and pushing myself enough. What really worries me about complacency is that I don't actually think we are ever stagnant. It seems to me that we're either moving forward or we are digressing. So I think a metamorphosis within us is inevitable, but we should probably be more intentional about it so we can direct the kind of person that we end up becoming. I know that I personally have been resistant to change in the past. There are so many reasons that we resist change. Often it's out of fear of the unknown or loss of control. We are just so connected to our old ways, or we may be exhausted and aren't sure of the benefits or rewards. We might even resist change for good reasons. As human beings, it's just not our nature to want to make changes when we can't foresee the outcome. But let me tell you a little story about a caterpillar named Yellow. It's from a book called Hope for the Flowers by Trina Paulus. In this book, Yellow the Caterpillar is trying to find out what she should be doing with her life. In her wanderings, she discovered another caterpillar, seemingly caught in some gauzy, hairy filament. Concerned, she asked if she could help. He explained that this was all part of the process of becoming a butterfly. When she heard the word butterfly, her whole insides leapt. But what is a butterfly? The cocooned caterpillar explained, it's what you were meant to become. Yellow was intrigued, but a bit defiant. How can I believe that there's a butterfly inside of you or me when all I see is a fuzzy worm? On further reflection, she pensely asked, how does one become a butterfly? And the answer? You must want to fly so much that you are willing to give up being a caterpillar. Ah, I love that book. So awesome. So how does one change and become a butterfly? 
You have to want to fly so much that you are willing to give up being a caterpillar. So I want you to ask yourself, what are you willing to change, give up, or move past so that you can fly? Are you willing to give up your bad habits, self-doubt, or wasted time to really get to know yourself? What negative thoughts or personal beliefs are you willing to let go of so that you can be who you really are and all that you have the ability to become? So I think it's all about how we see ourselves now and what we dream or visualize who we can become. I was talking to my mom about this and she sent me this awesome YouTube interview by Ed Milet. He was interviewing Julianne Huff, who's an actress, singer, dancer, and her husband, pro hockey player, Brooks Like. They were discussing reinventing yourself and always pushing yourself to keep progressing. I was just nodding my head and like fist pumping as I listened to a particular part in the interview where Brooks stated, you have everything within you right now to win. Keep pushing and keep reinventing yourself. First, ask yourself, what do you want to do? And then who do you need to become to achieve it? Brooks then went on to say, I'm building a man that is better than the man I am right now. I am not yet this man, but I have a vision and a concept of who he is. He talks about how he often does something that's hard and maybe that he's not in the mood for, such as working out at 5.30 in the morning, even when he doesn't have to, because he says he's building this man that is capable of more. And one day he wants to have kids and knows that he will need to work out before his kids wake up. So he's always working towards this far distant man. He says that this man is better than he is and he aspires to be like him. So he gradually moves the needle closer to that man every day. Some days he falls short and he might take a step back, but he never stops trying. The interviewer, Ed Milet, said something so profound to me after this. He said that he's a Christian man and at the end of his life, he pictures the Lord in front of him and he says to him, well done, good and faithful servant. But then he pictures the Lord saying, hey, this is the man you could have been. I want you to meet the man that you were capable of becoming. At the end of your life, he visualizes that you get to meet the person that you were destined to be. So now Ed spends his life just chasing down that dude. Every decision he makes, he thinks about how he can become closer to being that man. So when this life is over and he meets him, he can say, hey man, I've been watching you. We are identical twins. He says that the worst end of a life would be to meet that person and be total strangers. You don't want to miss out on the experiences, memories, and contributions. He calls this blissful dissatisfaction. He says to always be happy with your life and where you are, but continue fighting to be better, to reach the next level. Never stop growing and becoming more. Isn't that visual so impactful? I'm so glad I came across that interview. I just loved it. So are we ready to now move on to the cocooning process? A woman named Wendy Watson was speaking about the story of Yellow the Caterpillar, and I loved these thought-provoking questions that she posed. Quote, Like Yellow, whose insides leapt at the very sound of the word butterfly, what marvelous words, reoccurring phrases, lofty thoughts, grand concepts, memorable people, and unforgettable places make your whole insides leap. 
Is it time for you to give up your caterpillar-like lifestyle? Is it time to give up living beneath ourselves? Time to give up thoughts, feelings, or behaviors that keep us groveling on the ground when we were meant to fly? Is it time to lift up your sight and cocoon yourself away from the old caterpillar way of life so that your real self can emerge? End quote. Oh, so beautiful. So how do we do this? I don't want you to feel overwhelmed or discouraged. I think one baby step forward a day is wonderful progress. It helps to know where you want to go and who you want to become so we can start setting goals to find ourselves on the path to achieve that. There are so many ways that we can evolve ourselves in this cocooning process, such as setting goals, consistency, mindfulness, journaling, avoiding self-doubt, and so much more. There are an incredible amount of resources available to us that can inspire growth. And here on Becoming, we have and will continue to do episodes that will keep us moving forward and help us each with that personal growth. But in the essence of discussing butterflies today, I want to focus our thoughts on change. There is a great article written about change by Jeffrey R. Holland. He starts by stating, you can change anything you want to change and you can do it very fast. Maybe you have been able to recognize some serious mistakes you've made. Your most crucial challenge will be to believe that you can change, that there can be a different you. To disbelieve that is clearly a satanic device designed to discourage and defeat you. Change, or another word for it, repentance, is not a foreboding word. It is following faith, the most encouraging word in the Christian vocabulary. You can change. You can be anything you want to be. One of the biggest thoughts that will cause this resistance for change in us is, well, that's just the way I am. If you want to talk about discouraging attitudes, that is one that is really discouraging to me. It is also a falsehood to believe that it takes years and years and eons of eternity to change. It takes exactly as long to repent and move on as it takes you to say, I'll change and mean it. Of course, there will be problems to work out and restitutions to make, end quote. But it is worth it. I'm here to tell you it is worth it and you are worth it. Just do it. When we become butterflies, it means that we are living out our authentic and divine calling. So how can we find the faith that is needed to change? Change is so personal. Only you can decide when you are ready. And the way to do it is with God's help from within. Just like a chrysalis, the Lord works from the inside out. The world is always working on us from the outside in. I love this quote by Ezra Taft Benson. The world would take the people out of the slums. Christ takes the slums out of the people. And then they take themselves out of the slums. The world would mold men by changing their environment. Christ changes men who then change their environment. The world would shape human behavior, but Christ can change human nature. I love that. It is so hopeful and so encouraging. If you don't know where to start to begin this process of change, to start your personal metamorphosis, go to the Savior. I love how Wendy Watson, who is a professor of marriage and family therapy, put it. She says, 
The Savior is the ultimate and only and true living agent. He is the source of all change. He changed water into wine. As you turn to him, he will bring the very best out of you. He will indeed rescue all that is finest deep down inside of you. Just ask him. Asking for the Savior's help is another way to come closer to him. The Savior changed eyes, and he can give you the eyes to see what you need to see in order to change your life. He will open your eyes of understanding. Just ask him. The Savior changed ears, and he can help you hear, and he will add strength to your own voice. Ask him. He changed limbs that were weak, and he can change your mobility and direction to help you move forward to the next level of your life and help you in efforts to shore up feeble knees that are around you. Ask him. He changed a few fish and a couple of loaves of bread into enough to feed 5,000 people. And he will take your widow's might of time, energy, and ability and magnify them, multiply them, so that there is enough to spare. You just need to ask him. He loves you. He loves your desire and your efforts to change. His desire is for you to change and to have a change of heart, a change of nature, and to over time completely cast off the natural man. He did all that he did so that you can change. This is the reason he is referred to as our Savior. We need to actively, persistently plea for his infinite and atoning sacrifice to be applied in our lives. And as we do so, his ultimate healing will bring each of our lives the ultimate change, end quote. Oh, so good. We are not asked to, nor should we try to make this miraculous change within us alone. As I learned about butterflies, the analogies didn't just stop at the transformation stage. We can continue to learn from them as they fulfill the measure of their creation. Did you know that monarch butterflies cannot survive in cold weather? Neither do their larvae. The monarch is the only butterfly known to make a two-way migration just as birds do. Somehow, something within them prompts them to fly somewhere warmer. Crazy. Monarchs only use a combination of air currents and thermals to travel long distances. Some fly as far as 3,000 miles to reach their winter home. Picture this tiny butterfly flying 3,000 miles. Most of these monarchs end up in the Sierra Madre Mountains of Mexico. Scientists really have no way of knowing how these butterflies know what to do and where to go. Isn't that fascinating? I seriously was shocked when I heard that. It just reaffirms to me that we have the answers within us. I think it would be incredible to learn to listen to and trust our instincts, to follow that gut feeling or the spirit of the Lord, or whatever you want to call it personally, just making sure we recognize that feeling within us. I think many of us have conditioned ourselves to suppress our emotions, and we often start doing this in our teen years. We may stop being as vulnerable and think that we just need to tough things out, that we can deal with it all on our own. I don't need anyone's help. I don't want to talk about it. I'll just sweep it under the rug and forget about it. Well, I believe that when we do this, it's really stifling our ability to stay connected to our intuition. I want to challenge you to stop being swayed by external influences. Follow your intuition. 
Fight to learn how to listen to it and to become who you want to become. We have a Father in Heaven who will guide us. Just follow that feeling within you. I think that we can all be more like monarchs who instinctively fly to where they will be safe. There are so many interesting and incredible facts about butterflies. I obviously could go on and on, but I need to wrap this up at some point. So I will close with one last thought. Have you ever heard of what a group of butterflies is called? I personally had no idea before my research. They are actually called a kaleidoscope. Isn't that just a beautiful visual? I want you to think about all the many varieties of butterflies that there are. There are actually over 20,000 different species of butterflies in the world. That's amazing. Think of how unique and different they all are. One is not better than the other. If you studied each type, you would be in awe of their individual beauty and specific details about them. We are equally as unique and special. We do not need to compare ourselves to one another. Be who you are and embrace your unique differences. When you show up with confidence in your individuality, with the personal gifts and talents that you've been given for a specific reason, you will have a greater ability to love others more fully. When we respect, acknowledge, and love each person for their unique traits, talents, and abilities, it will enable us to become more like a group of butterflies or a beautiful kaleidoscope. Just like a toy kaleidoscope is more beautiful the more variety and color it has, so can our families, friendships, schools, and communities become. So the next time you see a butterfly fluttering in front of you, I hope you not only recognize its majestic beauty, but also let it serve as a spiritual messenger. Let us be reminded that we can keep growing and encourage ourselves to evolve and to change. What if that change you are avoiding is the one that gives you wings? We can learn to trust our instincts and to reach out to our Father in Heaven. I hope that we can all respect and love ourselves and others with our unique individuality on our journey to become. We want to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Aligned Ambition. One of the things we get messages about most often is teens who are struggling with confidence in themselves. This breaks our hearts. A few months ago, I realized I was feeling the same feelings that I had as a teen. I was feeling insecure about myself on such a deep level. We began working with Aligned Ambition just to learn more about the courses that were offered and to understand how the company aims to help teens. But what I did not expect was to find a complete turnaround in my confidence. I was given language and power in knowing my individual strengths. I realized I had let a handful of experiences drag me down and make me feel like I was less than I truly am. If you are struggling to find your self-worth, I truly believe that this is the most concrete and practical way of finding a way back to discovering your own natural contribution to the world around you. My biggest hope is for a teen to be able to do this and find the exact same thing I found. Click on the link in the show notes to get started now.